Echoing what Rav Moshe said uh, at the beginning of his talk, uh, now being the fourth out of four uh, speakers that you'll hear, um, I'm actually gratified that there is an overlap in theme in all of the talks, slight nuances, but there was a lot of overlap between Rav Moshe and Rav Gigi, Rav Mordechai echoed some of the themes, and in my own way, with perhaps a little different nuance or emphasis, I'd like to echo but also add on to some of the thoughts that have already been expressed. A large section of Parshas Emor, which we just read, Parchav Gimel, is the Parshas Hamoadim. It included Sviras Omer. But when we consider the halachos of all of the various Yavim Tovim that are mentioned, including Sviras Omer, we notice one striking anomaly. And that is with regards to the bracha of Shehechianu. In most, if not Almost all of the cases, there is a Shechianu at the start of that celebration, of that mitzvah. Maybe with Yom Kippur there's a machlokes. But there's only one unequivocal exception to the rule, and that is Sfiras Omer. We don't make a brach of Shechianu at the outset of this mitzvah. And at first glance, it's hard to understand. It looks like a perfect candidate, just like all of the other holidays or mitzvahs that are alluded to in that parak which occur only once a year, so to Sfira only occurs once a year. Why don't we count, why don't we make the bracha, excuse me, of Shechianu when we start Sfira, just like we do by all of the other mitzvahs that are mentioned in holidays in that parak? And this is an answer, a question that already bothered the Rishonim, and there are very ans- various answers given. But I'd like to call your attention to the Balamor, the end of Masech Psachim. In one of his answers, he writes as follows. It's not enough for something to be a candidate for Shechianu, just that it occurs annually. There's another requirement, and that is that there be joy, happiness, benefit that a person feels in experiencing that mitzvah. He goes on to give all sorts of intuitive examples or some less intuitive, but he explains, Lulav has that element, even Shofar, perhaps, Rosh Hashanah, as complex it is, is. he discusses even Pidyon Haben, we know there's a debate about Shechianu, but many say you should say, uh, uh, by Brasmila, whether to say Shechianu, but in all of those in which the Balamor thinks you do say Shechianu, he says it's not just that they occur at an annual or irregular cycle, but in fact that there's a certain Hana, or a certain Simcha at the time. However, he says all of this is to be contrasted with Sfiras Omer. When we count Sfiras Omer nowadays, it doesn't bring us necessarily any joy. Our instinctive reaction is not one of happiness, but rather, what the very act of counting. That first day of Sviras Omer, the second night of Pesach, the very first time we confront Sviras Omer, we make the brachos for the first time, when we count Hayom Yom Echad Omer, says the Balamor, are instinctive, automatic, immediate, visceral reaction is to be reminded of what we're missing. Of course, all or many of the holidays that are mentioned in Mitzvahs that I alluded to are in some way downgraded without a Beis HaMikdash. But you still have the essence, we still have the Lolov, we still have the Shofar, we still have all those other things. The whole Machayiv of Sfirah Omer is the Omer, 
is the carbon omer. It's not incidental. It's not something that we happen to be missing among things that we have. Says the Balamor, the moment we have to count, we're immediately triggered. We're immediately reminded that we don't have the whole essence of this mitzvah. We don't have the carbon omer, which is supposed to trigger and begin this count. We're confronted by the chorban, by the pain and the destruction. We're immediately struck by the absence at the very outset of the mitzvah. And being aware and sensitive to this reality, says the Balamor, there's no way we can muster the necessary joy that is required for Shehachianu. Now, Agav, it's incredible that someone living in the 12th century, hundreds and hundreds of years after the destruction of the Beis Amigdosh, could speak in such raw and emotional terms about the loss of the base of Mikdash. But the Nogel in Yanenu, one of the first things I thought of on Friday morning, I, my wife mentioned something very peripherally as I was kind of running out to shul a Friday morning. I didn't understand. In fact, the only thing I had heard, I, I must have misheard her, but I was pretty sure I heard the terrible, terrible news that one person died in Meron. As we were getting towards the end of davening, Somebody came over to me and said, should we say Tehillim? I said, yeah, I guess. You know, I didn't feel very, very strongly that we should. You know, sounds like one person died. I didn't hear anything else. So he looked at me. He said, you must not have gotten the memo. 44 people died. And who knows how many at the time. Obviously, there was a lot of confusion. There were people very seriously injured. We now know it was 45 who died. Many people seriously injured. And right away, we said Tehillim. But right after davening, as I was kind of just putting away my tefillin, I was reminded of this Balamor. On a day in which we all thought would be celebratory, was transformed into one of horrible sadness. This year especially, people were so excited for Lagba Omer and looking forward to the celebrations. After a year, plus, without any large gatherings, the Madura, the lighting in Meron was going to symbolize a return to life as normal as we used to know it. And in place of the happiness and the celebration, we experience what is now being referred to as the greatest peacetime tragedy in Israeli history. Instead of the bracha of Shechianu, we have the bracha of Dayan Ha'emes. I wish I had some profound thought to share, some explanation for why this happened, but the truth is that I am just as confused as all of you. Vayidom Aaron. Aaron Akoin also experienced unimaginable tragedy at a moment when he was experiencing and expecting the ultimate joy. And Aaron's silence speaks to us as well at this difficult time. And nevertheless, there is one message which I think is crucial for everyone, for all of us to internalize. It is the words of the Rambam, Nechos Tshuva, in Paragimel Halacha Yeralef. Haporesh midarche tzibur. Someone who separates himself from what's going on in the community, in the Jewish people. He's a perfectly righteous person, no sins. But one thing, he doesn't live with, doesn't experience the highs and the lows, the life experience of the Jewish people. He's doing all the mitzvos, but he's like Robinson Caruso, he went somewhere far away. Noah Veros does all the mitzvos, 
but doesn't live with Jews, doesn't celebrate with Jews, doesn't mourn with Jews. Someone who's poresh midarchi etzibur, says the Rambam, who's lo nichnas bitzarasan. Does not experience, does not enter, does not join in the pain of the nation, of the people. Lo mas'ane bitta'anisan, does not fast on their fast days. Again, this is a person who's a bigger tzaddik in his diktuk on mitzvahs than anyone sitting here. Perfect mitzvah record, no averos. But in terms of his identity, his collective experience, there is none. He lives a life, either literally or figuratively, separated from the Jewish people. Says the Rambam, Ein lo chelek ba'olam haba. He has completely forfeited his right to Olam Haba. In other words, an essential component to Yiddishkeit, to Judaism, is to realize that you're not living alone. You are part of a nation, you're part of a people. We cannot see ourselves as separate, let alone live separately from the rest of Am Yisrael. To be a Jew means to celebrate with one another, to help one another, and especially to mourn with our fellow Jews, our brothers and our sisters. A person who's not joined in the suffering in the mourning of Am Yisrael has no chelek in Olam Haba. There are very, very few things about which we would say that. You could eat on Yom Kippur, Rachman al-Litzlan. You could be a murderer, Rachman al-Litzlan. You have a chelek in Olam Haba. You're poresh midarche atzibur. You don't identify with the Jewish people, with our collective destiny, and you don't feel the pain of fellow Jews. It doesn't matter how many mitzvahs you do, how much Torah you learn, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to have anything to do with you. You can have all the right hashkafos, however so defined, ein lo chelek olam haba. Unless you realize that you're part of a nation, your chelak of Am Yisrael. If you're not nichnas bitzarasan, in the words of the Rambam, or as I would say, if the tsaros of Am Yisrael don't enter into you, then HaKadosh Baruch wants nothing to do with you. And I believe that the message for us is clear. It doesn't matter if for you Lagba Omer was the holiest day of the year, or just like any other day of the year. It doesn't matter if you went to Meron, or you would never go to Meron. It doesn't matter if you made a bonfire, or if you didn't make a bonfire. It doesn't matter if you're Ashkenazi, you're Sephardi. It doesn't matter if you're Haredi, Dati Lu'umi, Misorati, Chiloni. It doesn't matter if you're Haredi Litvish, Haredi Hasidish, Haredi Sephardi, if you're Dati Chazak, Dati Light. If you're a Gushnik, a Merkaznik, a Kavnik, it's all narishkeit. It's all shtuyot at a moment like this. This is a tragedy for the Jewish people and it means it's a tragedy for every one of us. There is no them. There's just us. The underlying premise of all of this is the axiomatic belief that the Jewish people as an entity, as an entirety, are a family, and metaphysically, that we are one body. We're just two weeks away from Shavuos, and we're all familiar with the famous Rashi from Chazal, Vayicha in Yisrael, Neged Hahar, Rashi tells us, based on Chazal, 
Ki'ish echad, belev echad. Full and complete unity, achdos, ki'ish echad, one man, one heart. However, most of us forget that there's another Rashi, a second Rashi, an earlier Rashi that's very strikingly familiar. Shmos, Perik Yedalid, Posugud, when the Egyptians run after us, and Mitzrayim, Nosea, Acharehem, says Rashi from Chazal, Belev Echad, Ki'ish Echad. It's the exact same statement, but almost. Rav Hutner, in one of his Ma'amarim on Pesach, points our attention, calls our attention to the fact that as close as the two Rashis are, they differ in one critical point, and that is the order. Referring to the Jewish people at Harsinai, Rashi says, Ki'ish echad, belev echad. However, when the Egyptians were chasing us, Rashi says, belev echad, uki'ish echad. What's the difference? Says Rav Hutner, it makes all the difference in the world. Says the Jewish people, in their essence, are one. We're one family, we're one unit, we're one metaphysical body. As he puts it, we are tamid besod ha'achdus. No matter what, any divisiveness is external to our essence. But in our essence, we're all one. Koma achas. Umemele, he says, kesheim chonin belashon yachid, ha'kavana hi demishum shehem ki ishechad. Because we're all one person, as a result, this group and these people, Haim Kamo Yad Yamin, and this other group and the other Shevet, they were like the Yad Smol, but it was all, says Rav Hutner, Guf Echad. And because we are Kiish Echad, we're all Guf Echad, Memela, we were Belev Echad. We all shared the same common goal of receiving the Torah. But the Lev Echad, the shared purpose, is a simple and natural result of the fact that we're just talking about one body, one unit. Memela, of course. One person has whatever the goals of that person is. One body, one unit of the Jewish people, However, it's not true, he says, when it comes to other nations of the world, as an example, the Mitzrayim. In that case, he says, their essence, not necessarily good or bad, but their essence is not one of a single unit. They're hundreds or thousands or millions of individuals. However, he says, when they share a particular common goal or common purpose, but it starts with the fact that they had a common purpose. They were belev echad, because they all wanted to get the Jews back as slaves, they were kish echad, they were unified. But it's only because of that particular moment they happened to have a shared goal, they were unified around the goal. When it comes to the Jewish people, it's not that we share a goal and therefore we're unified. It's that we are unified, period, hard, stop, nukuda. We are one person, one body, one unit. And that's why, obviously, we also share a purpose. As the Rambam noted, as we said before, of course this should impact us in happy times. We should be happy and celebrate with our fellow Jews, but certainly at difficult times, such as this. Our hearts are with the families of all of those who died. As Rav Mordechai said, it's natural that different people where we have different reactions, people have different personalities, people process, even if they're all even if two people are feeling the same thing, we don't necessarily express it or process it the same way. And while it's true that we should feel this way for every one Nebuch who lost their life, 
It's only natural if we feel a certain draw, connection, and a deeper pain to somebody that some of us may have gone to high school with, grown up with, even if you never knew of previously or heard of Donnie Morris. Just the fact that an American yeshiva that many of you almost went to, could have gone to, friends, you go there for Shabbos, they come here for Shabbos, you go to camp together, and the fact... It's only natural that we would feel even a stronger connection to him. That's why, Mir Hashem, for those who are interested, we are going to his funeral. Of course, in some objective sense, the loss of his life is not more important or worse than the loss of anyone else's life. We don't play those games, chas v'shalom. But we're also human, and we also are drawn and feel a connection. and want to be mechazek, a family, the Morris family, the Shalvim family. And by extension, hopefully through that particular experience, we should connect not only to him, not only to his family, to the, that yeshiva, but to the entire world of not only yeshiva boys and girls who are in, in Israel for the year, but all of Am Yisrael who are in so much pain. Now, Kaddish Baruch will bring the chama and chizuk and strength to all of Kal Yisrael.